Algar Productions. Look at them, civic-minded, upstanding citizens, showing a vested interest in the fate of their town and the democratic process. Or are they? Uh, hmm? uh, Miss Von Schmidt, did you need something? That's Mrs. Donovan Takahashi Sorrentino Von Schmidt. Gloria Steinem didn't fight and die to pass the ERA so that you could dismiss my hyphenate. Um, uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, sorry, ma'am. I'll just uh, be on my way. <laughs> No, I told you we'd talk about that later. Oh, I've seen the agenda. They say they're discussing budgetary issues, but I know it's more complicated than that. This is a prelude to the exploratory committee that gets the authorization from the judge to get the warrant to search my lighthouse to find the first clues that will lead them to my <gasps> terrible secret. Hi, Mrs. D-T-S-V-S. The lighthouse sure is looking bright tonight. Sweet Fanny Adams! Can't a woman stand outside her place of employment enjoying a cigarette and a soliloquy? That's a lot of butts on the ground. I'd wager you've been enjoying more than one cigarette. You just move it along. Good night, then. Greater men than these small-time, pointy-headed... Pencil pointers have found themselves out of their depths trying to uncover my mysteries. <laughs> oh, yes, that's good. Depth. Huh? Jad, it's about past time, and must you carry around that stick legged, shrimp tinted monstrosity? Sorry, Grandmother, but I have a wager at the Boys Academy that the principles of falconry can be applied to the common flamingo. What wager could possibly be worth all this? If I win, the other fellow has to open a youth center in his town. And if he wins, I have to open one here. The opening and clothing of youth centers really are the currency of the upwardly mobile future leaders of America. Well, I'm not having it in my lighthouse. Leave that filthy thing out here. I'm sure no one will disturb it. They'll probably think it's a tacky lawn ornament. Whatever you say, Grandmother. All right, Domingo. Down you go, babe. I sent you into that nest of provincial vipers for a reason. What did you find out for me? I certainly don't mind helping you, Grandmother, but the town hall is right across the square from your lighthouse. Couldn't you just go- What did you find out? It's, uh, it's not good, Grandmother. Oh, for the last time, Jad, I'm not your grandmother. I'm not old enough or, or related enough to be your grandmother. I guess I could call you Nuna, but that doesn't seem respectful enough. But Grandmother, this is terrible news. They want to trim the budget. And at the top of the list of quote-unquote unnecessary expenses is your lighthouse. It can be closed with as little thought as an after-school tetherball program for at-risk teens. Only this isn't funny. Close my lighthouse? I knew they were up to something. Jad, you studied civics in that middle school of yours, right? I'm in high school, Grandmother. Is the top of this pyramid of red tape still the mayor? Because that's where I need to go. The top. The place where the buck stops. And if I know the mayor, I'll need my laciest, most Victorian, most anachronistically underwired undergarments. Will you be needing any help with that, Grandmother? Ew, no. Take your bird and go. Go play jacks or fly kites or television tag or whatever it is you do. All right, Grandmother, if that'll be all. But if you need me for anything else, I'm just a phone call away. 
Or I could just wait outside. Out! Close my lighthouse? Never! If they were to dig into the foundation of this building, who knows what secrets they would find? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I'm here. It'll just take me a minute to set up. <clears throat> oh, I, I, I see you've started without me. Well, let me just have a quick look at what's happened. Oh, yeah, the lighthouse was here long before Ravenna moved in. There's nothing unusual in the foundation. She'll be fine. Moving on. <clears throat> Meanwhile, high school teacher and town historian Joe Conklin heads home from that same town meeting. When I said, we'll talk about it later, that didn't mean five minutes later while I'm still walking on a public street. Can't you at least wait until I get back to the museum? Joseph, are you ashamed of us? What? Ashamed? That's absurd. You're being absurd, President Garfield. It is a distinct honor and privilege to be haunted by the ghosts of every U.S. president who ever lived. Not haunted, Joseph. Visited. You know, I've been teaching for 13 years, and I still don't know how to spell privilege. It feels like there should be a, a D in there somewhere, but there's not. I frankly think it's extraordinary that every one of us, to a man, was able to set aside his ideological and temporal differences in the afterlife and unanimously agree on you as our earthly agent of salvation. Lucky, lucky me. Are you going to tell us what's going on with that lady friend of yours? Must I? When you agreed to assist us all those years ago, you invited nearly two score spirits into your life into all aspects of your life. Would you stop saying score? Nobody has used score as a unit of measurement in at least th three score years. Just say 35. There are currently 35 dead men following me around. Not true. You've already assisted Presidents Coolidge, Taft, and Harding in settling their mortal affairs. Thanks to you, they've moved on to the next life. Hooray. That makes only 32 of you left. Assuming nobody else dies in the meantime. Thirty-two? One score and twelve! And just outside of town at the radio station, Aaron Fawcett continues his desperate attempts to find a sympathetic ear. I think I'll be moving forward, but that's okay, that's fine. I went around it this time. They don't think I could, but I did, and I will, and I just need to burrow in. I need the phone worms. I need the secrets inside to get in. They don't think it works that way, but it does, and it has, and it will, and it keeps doing it that way. Lighthouse switchboard, how may I direct your call? I don't have time. I can't talk right now. I only have a couple of minutes, and I have to go and talk again, and they have to listen, because otherwise, what are they even doing? And I have to make sure to keep talking and never stop, and I can't repeat the same word twice, as they all know, and I don't have time. Nobody has any time anymore, and there's a tiny crack in it that I can just wiggle my way in. And can you help me, woman? Hold, please. <sighs> The music can't help me now, but you sing it quite beautifully. Okay, 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 Aaron. Aaron, if that is your real name, in fact, calm down, calm down. You can do that. You can calm down. You just need to calm down, and you talk to the president. I'm sensing something in the executive ether. Someone's trying to contact the president. Seriously, you won't even give me a minute's peace, will you? Everything will be just dandy again, just like it used to be, just like it was before, before this room, before this horrible godforsaken room. Huh. Hello, this is Ron Reagan. How can I help? Well, it's about goddamn time, Mr. So-called President of these United Possibly States. I've only been on the phone for 20 goddamn minutes. How long does it take for a radio station DJ to talk to the President? Well, son, I am sorry if we kept you waiting. 
I tend to believe in a small, lean government, and sometimes that means staying on hold an extra minute or two. But the taxpayer appreciates one or two fewer federal mouths to feed. You're a show businessman, are you? I got my start in the pictures, as you may know. So, what do you say? That's great, because I only need a few things to talk about. First and most importantly, do you know where I am? Because that leads spicily, specifically, to my next question. Do you know what is happening where I am? There is a stark and strange problem happening here in this town of Contentment Corner, and I need you to send me a flagrant National Guards right away. There's something untrustworthy happening here. You know, people say I say well a lot, but that's not really true. Well, not any more true than it is of anyone else. Oh, I did it just then, didn't I? Listen, uh... Ronnie, get off the phone. Oh, uh, that's my wife, the First Lady, Flotus, as they call her. I have to go, Mr., uh, I didn't get your name. And you shan't. I see now that I have placed my much-needed faith in a false idol. You, you're, you're in on it. All of you are, and I can see now. Nobody else can, but I know what's going on. So you go, your so-called president. I'll be watching and listening and reporting and recording and whistling whenever I get the chance, which is never. Goodbye, then. God bless. Okay, I can work with this. And at the police station, young reporter Thelma Stanwyck continues to invest her evasive paramour, Joe Conklin. The next voice you'll hear is Metallius Steele, sheriff of Contentment Corner. You definitely wouldn't have known who that was without me here to tell you. Think of how confused you'd be, with new characters popping out of the woodwork without any kind of introduction. So you just remember that next time you think about peeking ahead if I'm a few minutes late. Thelma Stanwyck. This brightens up an evening I was expecting to be spent with bad coffee and Malloy's illegible reports. Tell me, does this say bananas or bargains? Looks like bandwagon to me, but this is why I mostly use a typewriter. How did you end up pulling the night shift? Well, Malloy's kid has a swim meet and Cinder is handling security at that jamboree, and since cyborgs don't sleep anyway, I don't really mind. Oh, did I not mention Metallius is a cyborg? Well, she is. I thought that was implied in the name. So, fortunately for me and for you, you've got me. What can I do for you? I need you to pull a criminal report. And I know I'm not allowed to actually see it or print it in the paper, but could you tell me if there's anything worrying in there? Yeah, I think we could just about manage that. What's the name? Conklin. C-O-N... Thelma Jean Stanwyck, this isn't for a story. Does Mary know what you're up to? How did you know my middle name was Jean? <laughs> well... I've taken an interest. I mean, uh, I know everything about everyone, because it's all up here. Let's put a pin in that one for now. I never said it was for a story. So can you help me? Tabulating. This should, I suppose, put you at ease. Your young man doesn't appear to have a record. How did you know? Oh, right. No record at all, huh? Not so much as a parking ticket. I expected you to look a bit more... Relieved at that. You don't look relieved. But listen, if you want someone to talk to about it, I get off in about an hour. Are you trying to wink right now? Or did your cyborg eye just lose power for a second? Definitely winking. And if you aren't picking that up, my flirting is wasted on you. Oh, Sheriff Steele. One day you'll understand our human emotion of love. Who said anything about love? I'm just trying to get you in the sack. Respectfully, of course. No pressure. But if things don't work out with Conklin, my door is open. At that very moment, the man in question, Mr. Joe Conklin, was arriving at Contentment Corner's small museum, where he served as part-time curator. So do you want to move in with this woman or don't you? Of course I do. I want to move in with her. I want to marry her. I want to have children with her. I, 
I was sort of hoping I could be finished babysitting the spectral remains of all the Commander-in-Chiefs first. I believe it's Commanders-in-Chief. I feel like I should be the one who decides that plural form, since I'm the one who has to deal with all of you in plurality. And perpetuity. Listen, I can appreciate your frustration. Oh, can you? You can appreciate how stupid I was to agree to this arrangement as a boy when I just thought it would be fun to pal around with Warren G. Harding for a while. I can't speak to that. What I do know is that handling a few very small matters will allow me Yes, yes, yeah, 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 you and all the rest. Now go wherever it is you go when you're not here. Someone, Somebody's coming. Very well, but I'll be watching. We'll all be watching. Well, I can't prevent that, apparently. Can you at least ask Kennedy to put down a ghost towel if he's going to watch everything I do? I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh, sorry, sir, museum's closed for the night. Don't you usually have a security guard here? Older fella, Jimmy, I think his name is. Typically, yes, but I'm here now. Uh, you see that sign that says Joe Conklin, curator? Yeah. That's me, I'm Joe Conklin. Jimmy answers to me, and I gave him the night off so I could get some work done. Oh, well, I had come to ask Jimmy how I could get in touch with you, actually. So that works out great. I'm Case Cutchington. Charmed. Also, as I may have mentioned, busy. Uh, come back tomorrow. This can't wait, Mr. Conklin. I'm looking for an important artifact, and I think you may be the only person in town who can help me. I deal in history, Mr. Cutchington. All of it can wait. Well, most of it. Some history tends to be a bit insistent, I guess. What if I told you I'm very close to locating a priceless piece of history that, with your help, I could secure, and then, of course, hand over to you for your museum? <sighs> Come in. I'll put on some coffee. And surreptitiously lurking in a parked car on the block opposite from this... Fondella Ember, faithful assistant to the evil industrial Zizix Jones, concludes her evening's work. What's he doing now? The museum? There's no chance he's going to learn something. I guess I'd better call this in. <sighs> On my car phone. I could just call her on this payphone. But no, I have to call her on the car phone. But since this is one of literally two car phones in town, we don't get any service here. So I've got to unplug this payphone and plug the car phone into the jack. Miss Jones? I didn't wake you, did I? Yes, I'm calling from the car phone. Yes, it does seem more opulent this way. No, I don't think anyone has seen me. Okay, I'll talk louder to make certain people notice. I've been following him all evening, ma'am. I snooped around that electronics business on 8th and Elm. I checked every inch of the place, and there were wires, boxes of strangely colored tubes, and you know those machines in mad science movies that go bzz, bzz, bzz. Right, those things. But there was absolutely nothing that might incriminate Ottawa St. Corby. As far as I could tell, there was nothing there with any connection to her whatsoever. Then I went to find that crypt in the graveyard. Only it turns out there aren't any. This is the Midwest. Everything here is flat and boring. Yes, ma'am, that is particularly insidious advertising on St. Corby's part. One day we'll get those corpses smelling like Zizek's perfume, I'm sure of it. Now he's at the museum. 
No, ma'am. Why is this appropriate? Oh, I see. Yes, he will be history soon, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, it is very funny. No, I don't think you should call the radio station and tell the story on the air. And back in the town square, in the second-story penthouse of the City Hall building, Ravina Donovan Takahashi Sorrentino von Schmidt has picked the lock to the mayor's office and prepares for his return. Honestly, what kind of an office is this? No leather couch to lounge and wait on? No glass door to cast my silhouette against? In fact, there are no reflective surfaces of any kind. I knew it! He is definitely a Dracula! You should be more diligent in keeping your secrets, Mr. Mayor. All right, Ravina. If you've done this once, you've done it a thousand times. Chest out. Tummy in. Chest out more. Puff up. Get that chest out there. Deep breath. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Episode 4 of Contentment Corner featured Mark Bosco as Case Cutchington, Robert Cooper as the narrator, Brian Lynch as Jad Cortland, Caitlin Obum as Sheriff Metallius Steele, Matt Robotham as Aaron Fawcett, Nicole Santora as Fondella Ember, Amanda Smith as Ravina Donovan Takahashi Sorrentino von Schmidt, Sabrina Snyder as Thelma Stanwyck, Jason Wallace as Joe Conklin, and Ron Algar-Watt as Presidents Riggin and Garfield. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt, with Matt Robotham and Amanda Smith, it was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2016. As far as I could tell, there was nothing... Sorry, I'm an awful, like, reader-to-mouth person. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes-to-mouth... Speaking the words. <laughs>